At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard on VSEN. Welcome back in. It's our number two of the Lombardi Line from downtown Las Vegas and our Circus Sportsbook Studios. Back with Mike Pritchard, former national champ at Colorado. Congrats to your school, Mike. Deion Sanders. Yes, Prime sir. time, new head coach there as a coach head man Prime. of the buffs. Uh, I'm Ben Wilson. A lot for us to get to in our number two. Josh Applebaum from VSEN Morning Daily Bets joins us to give, his, uh, give us his early week 14 thoughts. Mike, two very interesting line moves that we're seeing so far. Some line moves and some games featuring teams within the division and teams in the current playoff picture as they stand right now. We'll start with the big line move of the week, though. <laughs> You're already laughing. Yes. Vikings take on the Lions, a Lion team suddenly resurgent that under Dan Campbell waxed Jacksonville a week ago, 40-14, to to at least stay in the hunt, so to speak, within the NFC playoff picture. Hosting now Minnesota, a team that has won 9 of 10 games by a single possession this year. Vikings at 10-2, and two, number two seed in the NFC, a game behind Philadelphia for that top seed, while Detroit comes in this week in playoff positioning of 5-7, and seven, the first team out of the playoff picture uh, right after Washington. Washington, the eight, uh, would be the number eight team right on the outside looking in at 7-5-1. Then there's Detroit at 5-7. Market, though, is all one-sided. This opened one in favor of Minnesota Sunday night. was a pick by Monday morning. On our screen, we just showed one and a half, but the market's now up to two and a half in some spots on Detroit. Two and a half for Detroit. You agree with the move? Well, something's going on. I mean, obviously, I, I think it's not about fighting and biting kneecaps. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. It's not about that. Something with a little more substance. Uh, yeah. Maybe. I mean, I know Christian Derisaw has a concussion. Uh, questionable. I'm just looking at what what the, what could be going on with Minnesota. I mean, you have a 10 win team right now, Ben, uh, and they're a, a, a way dog here uh, against a Detroit team that they've they've improved. But should they be a favorite with that defense? <laughs> I mean, that's intriguing to me. I know the defense has played better though as of late. Uh, I give Aaron Glenn. Um, uh, and his staff and, and the coaching staff and, and certainly the players' credit here. Uh, and they, they can score with anybody. I mean, I think the Lions, they trade away TJ Hawkinson and they didn't slow down. I mean, Jamison Williams is going to be incorporated a little bit more too. St. Brown is incredible. Uh, they run the ball better than a lot of teams envision them running and they're scoring touchdowns left and right too. So um, the the firepower is there. I'm just, you know, it's, it's the Vikings. I mean, it, I, I get it. 
one score games, but they're winning. You know, uh, their away record is four and one. By the way, they're undefeated within a division too, but yet now they're catching points. So I was looking to see uh, if there's any developments from an injury standpoint. I don't see anything standing out other than Darisaw with the concussion still, and um, I'm not noticing anything else that that the Vikings cannot overcome. If you look at the last five weeks, though, for Detroit, it started with a win over Aaron Rodgers in Green mm-hmm. Bay, 15-9 at home. Mm-hmm. Lions have shown a tremendous improvement on the defensive end. As you're saying, even if they're 30th on the season in overall efficiency, <laughs> since week 10, Lions now 15th overall. Middle-of-the-pack team defensively when they were on an island all on their own. If you plotted all the teams in the NFL with defensive efficiency, everybody was you know, kind of all in the middle, and then you had the Lions just... Like Hawaii, basically. Right. Where is the defensive improvements come? That's the first thing you have to look at, right? Well, yeah, you do. You do. Um, I think collectively for the Lions, um, attention to detail, just improving. Though, it's a get-better league. I mean, as players, that's what we strive to do. And you have to give credit to the coaches that these players are are, are not making the same mistakes, whether it was communication, just being out of alignment, or, or just not knowing what to do. Aiden Hutchinson up front has been incredible. A two and uh, you know the, the Lions uh, they might have found a formula in terms of not trying to be impactful defensively but complement the offense because the offense is high octane and uh, you know just adjusting that way I think has been a bit official uh, for the Lions here so <laughs> eight and four ATS which okay the Lions you want to do that I added them to my portfolio by the way and uh, they're, uh, they're one of your right route teams yeah, this week yeah they are uh, because of discipline too you know, um, last week against the Jaguars, they had one penalty. That's not indicative of a losing culture or losing team, right? Detroit, one, only one, one penalty. Fifteenth um, on defense the last four weeks. <laughs> yes. Detroit. I, they've changed, right? And and I spotlighted them a few weeks ago in terms of looking at betting them, and and I certainly have bet them. And um, but in this situation against the Vikings, I didn't know this was gonna turn into this though with the lions being favorite now but um i know they they are surging they were one of those uh dog situations that i outlined last week that i would be inclined to bet and that line even flipped i believe it kept going back and forth with jacksonville uh but no the lions are surging we know that they're playing disciplined football coach campbell has done a, a great job with effort but i think the playmaking ability the combination of adding jameson williams to the playmaking ability offensively makes them that much more dangerous. And if they have found something magical defensively, uh, they are on a bit of a run. I don't know how sustainable it is, but now as a favorite, maybe that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes you know, sense to me. It. Yeah. Even if they're five and seven, but the Lions have won four or five. And it is a classic case, Mike, of how in an 18-week, 17-game season, mm-hmm. we as betters can pigeonhole ourselves so easily into thinking a team's identity is X. When in reality, there's a lot of fluidity throughout the course of the NFL season. A lot of respected, smart bettors love Detroit in the preseason. And it wasn't just that they were on hard knocks, right? It <laughs> right? was because there's a lot of improvements made personnel-wise with the projected top five offensive line, a bunch of skill players at the running back and wide receiver positions, and Amandra St. Brown at wide receiver, DeAndre Swift at running back, and a defense that should have profiled to slowly improved. Mm-hmm. Yet with starting the way Detroit did as one of the worst defensive teams in the league and struggling to win close games early, we just went, well, same old Detroit. Mm-hmm. Forgetting that it's a long season. Improvement happens throughout the year, and isn't that a, a great example, more so than any other team this year, Mike, of how a season really is divided up into so many different pieces? Yeah, absolutely, Ben. I mean, it's a get-better league as players, we know that, but then um, it's a forward-looking league. Like Everything in the National Football League is about projecting. Uh, it's not so much about reading your stats and, and settling in on that. Oh, hey, you know what? Our offense is is a top 10 scoring offense. Oh, we're good. But no, you, you can get better. They trade TJ Hawkinson, and now Jamal Williams is, I think, the leading rusher, and uh, you still have Swift. I mean, they, they are incredibly deep. They drafted well. Look at the offensive line that they have uh, when it's healthy. Um, Jared Goff, we know what he has been in a rear view, but he's now looking better now that St. Brown is – is catching a rock uh, the way he is, and uh, Jameson Williams is going to be out there too with the speed, and that's going to be a problem or uh, situation for defenses as they try mm-hmm. to stop the run. And now, how are you going to stop that speed, right? So 
they forward looking the lions do present issues and maybe that's what the line mm-hmm. is moving and why the line's moving it's that exactly way. why a team that is top 15 in the league defensively the last four weeks mm-hmm. and one that takes on a minnesota team bottom five in the league on a yards per play allowed basis it's why the line is where it is it's why the market is going toward detroit even if it's 10 and 2 minnesota now catching right. points in an underdog against 5-7 and seven Detroit. This isn't the books just trying to trap you. <laughs> this is a real thing. Power ratings within the market matter, and Detroit is certainly trending in the right direction. Yeah. Right route. Right Detroit. route for Mike Pritchard. <laughs> a team trending downwards in the market is a team that is still in the playoff picture in the NFC, but starting to slip a little bit. The New York Giants get a tie at home against Washington as two-and-a-half-point underdogs on Sunday. Now have a big step up in class, though, taking on the number one seed, the NFC, in Philadelphia. Market-wide, Eagles about a seven-point favorite in this Week 14 divisional spot. Uh, Mike, seven points. That is right in the big favorite teaser window. Mm-hmm. Will that be a feature on your, your card this week? Yeah, I put it in. Uh, I put already? That in it's already, in. yeah, I like it. Okay. Um, I, you At know, MetLife Stadium, yep. by the way. Yeah, but they're not traveling, right? It's the Eagles. It's that schedule. They're not traveling. I think we're finding out more and more about the Giants as they play games within the division. Uh, I, I give credit to the Giants for even having a tie uh, with the Commanders because I, I thought they were outmatched with the Commanders front, even though I did have that game 21-21 in my notes. But uh, it's fascinating, uh, this final score of that game. Uh, against the Eagles, the Eagles, and this is why they're another right route here, they're so dynamic. I, I mean, even Tennessee wanted to take them out of their game and punch them in the mouth and stop them from running the ball in a proficient way and using six eligibles with Jalen as he's a running back. We're going to force you to throw the ball, Jalen. All the Eagles did was like, okay, (laughs) 300 and what? I'll go 29 of 39 for 380 yards. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, okay, you want to take (laughs) When you can do that and be dynamic that way, you're dangerous. Uh, Because teams, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to stop what you do very, very well. And Jalen Hurts runs the football very, very well. It's hard to stop. But now he throws the ball very, very well, and he's got the matchup. I think A.J. Brown is healthy again. Uh, Devontae Smith is doing well. Dallas Goddard is not even there. Uh, and think back when, think about when he comes back, how dynamic this team is going to be again offensively. So they are definitely on the right track of running the right routes. I think Shane Steichen, uh, the offensive coordinator, is going to be on a fast track for interviews all over the place because what he's doing with a college offense, Ben, I called games when UNLV ran this offense. I know this Mm -hmm. offense. And what he's doing with this offense right now uh, is incredible in the National Football League. I like Philadelphia as well this week. Laying the seven. You can find it at minus 105 right now at BetMGM. But a team who has profiled top three running the football all year in Philadelphia and just added on the added dynamic, Mm -hmm. like you said, of throwing the football last week, 380 passing yards in a win over Tennessee. Now facing a New York Giant team, bottom eight in yards per play on offense, bottom six in yards per play on defense, showing us their true colors over the last three weeks, the New York Giants. I will happily lay the seven with Philadelphia on the road. Not just the teaser. Not just the teaser down to one. Lay the full seven with Philadelphia this week. Some teams starting to crater a little bit in that NFC playoff picture. Giants still hanging on, but just narrowly by a single threat. We'll continue right route, wrong route. We have some teams that are on the right, uh, right route. We also have some teams on the wrong route. We'll talk about those teams with Mike Pritchard when we return. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v With Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. We welcome you back into the Tuesday edition of the Lombardi Line. Happy to be with you all as we start to dive into week number 14 of the NFL. I'm back with Mike Pritchard. I'm Ben Wilson. Starting our wrong routes. We were so positive last segment, Mike. Look at teams on the right route. Now to the reverse side of that, and you will go with New England, the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Now out of the playoff picture as it stands, a 6-6 six and six team with a season-defining game coming up in the desert against Arizona this Monday night. What's been the thing, though, that's, that's drawn your ire about what you've seen out of New England? Well, that Bill Belichick was going to figure it out. You know, it's better, I, I think, along the way. and Because we know how they started. The Patriots started. Offense stinks. Flat out stinks. Uh, and there were signs that, okay, maybe they figured it out against the Vikings and, uh, and a few other games. But still, protection was a problem. And I, I think the scheme was a problem. They're trying to do things that everybody else is doing with the wide zone uh, rushing attack. And... Uh, Ramondi Stevenson has been a surprise for them, which is great, but uh, no one-two punch right there. I think he's wearing down a little bit offensive line with the injuries. Andrews up front, uh, some key injuries. Um, Trent Brown playing left tackle has been a debacle. Uh, and so it's it's just not working. Um, and Bill Belichick can't figure it out, and he has nowhere else to go. He's admitted that. I have nowhere else to go. I can't get better players right now. And uh, we can't figure this out. So as a better, put that in, file that away. The New England Patriots have not figured out their problems offensively. Uh, we had on the screen, uh, what, 20 points a game. They're averaging 20 points a game offensively the last three because I'm taking off that punt return for a touchdown. I'm taking, <laughs> yeah, I'm taking that like, away from them. That ain't counting. That don't count. That's, those 10, pounds don't, 10 points don't count. They've averaged 12 points a game in their last three games. And yeah. Mac Jones is going backwards. Uh, so, no, I, Bill Belichick won offensively. Patricia, they have not figured it out. Mac Jones is going backwards. That is not a good recipe. Certainly, it's a recipe for inconsistency, and that's what we've seen. What Mac Jones got seven touchdown passes, seven INTs. Uh, that is backup quarterback quality, right? That's rookie quarterback uh, stuff right we there. We just did the numbers. It, it's Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, <laughs> right. Taylor Heineke, Mac Jones. Those are all three guys right in the same yep. ilk, even if Purdy's numbers are on a very, very sure. small sample size. Yeah, I mean, when I look at the New England offense, I look at it with the lens, with my glass, the backup quarterback glasses on. Because that's what Mac Jones is, that's what he's playing like. There's no progression there. There's, there's no improvement. Uh, if anything, he's got continued bad habits, right? Uh <laughs> And it's almost circus-like because you're running around, you know, trying to create stuff. I'm like, dude, just throw the ball away, you know. But uh, he's not Patrick Mahomes, right? But he's trying to be, which is troublesome because he's trying to be somebody he's not. So as a better, uh, know that the Patriots are searching and know that the Patriots are also lost uh, offensively. Maybe part of that is because an offensive coordinator <laughs> is Matt Patricia, who is traditionally a defensive mind. And head coach Bill Belichick comes out after the loss in the last game for New England against Buffalo and says, we need to be doing a better job at the coaching level, being more consistent, Mm. especially on the offensive game. Many in the media perceive that to be a slight and a nagging, so to speak, of his quote-unquote offensive coordinator, Matt Patricia. How do you you interpret those comments? Yeah, I interpret it that way. Um, But when I'm looking at coaches, you you know, you got to put the players in the right positions to succeed. 
New England's not doing that. I think they're searching for an identity offensively because one week they want to run the football, and then the next week, Mac Jones is throwing it all over the place, and there's just no consistency. Even throwing it all over the place, he still only has seven touchdown passes. Seven! <laughs> I mean, good Lord. It is week, what, f- week three? Oh, no, it's week 14. It's yes, week no, it's week I know. Who is the quarterback's coach for New England? I don't think they have one. I, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure. Joe that, Judge. That does it. That is the former head coach. <laughs> the special team. <laughs> Joe Judge, former special teams coordinator, turned failed head coach with the Giants, and now quarterback's, quarterback's coach. coach. That guy is coaching Mac Jones. If you want to know why Mac Jones stinks right now, and maybe that's it. And, and you, you heard the comments, or you saw it, or you read the comments from Bill Belichick. There you go. Uh, it's not that difficult. But my goodness, New England is finding ways to make it that difficult. And, and, and in the process, Mac Jones is not progressing, mm-hmm. which could cause even more problems for you. What are you going to do next year? There's rumors that Tom Brady is going to go back there. I mean, think about that for a minute if you're Mac Jones. So file that away as a better uh, and keep that in mind. Allowing Joe Judge to be called the quarterback's <laughs> coach is akin to Michael Scott just letting Dwight Schrute call himself the assistant to the regional manager. That might be worse. It's total fagazi. That might be worse than Jeff Saturday being head coach right now. That Joe Judge is quarterback's and coach. And that is saying something for you, <laughs> yes. former NFL wide receiver. For week 14, the Monday night game, Patriots at Arizona. I really like Arizona in a teaser leg. Mm. Tease Arizona up from plus one and a half to plus seven and a half. Underdogs in that role catching either one to three and a half and facing teams in the bottom half of the league in scoring 15 and one in teasers over the last five weeks Arizona fits that bill and a defense in Arizona that has profiled very well against the run this year top 10 taking on a New England offense that is now 18th yards per play 20th on a points per game basis and 25th on average yards per drive tease Arizona hmm. up to seven and a half yeah, Thank me I mean, there's. Yeah, I, I realize to, there are issues there. Yeah. So hold your nose. But how is New England winning this game by I, margin? Well, I, I mean, anything, everything can happen each and every week in the national football. Like I get that. Arizona's dysfunctional too. So, um, you know, they don't have leadership. Kyler Murray, uh, not you know, Kingsbury, no. Um, so, defensively, though, we we have seen some semblance of of being competitive at times there. So. I'm staying away from the game so far. You're trying far. to be so kind. Some semblance of being competitive at times. Right. I'm <laughs> trying to dress it think up. Think about what you just I'm said. I'm trying to dress it up. <laughs> I, I realize I'm being brave, but that, that does qualify as a good uh, teaser leg this year. Okay. Another team on the wrong route for one Mike Pritchard. It's a team we saw last night, the New Orleans Saints, who blow a 16-3 lead against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We went more into the Tampa side in, in, as we started the show earlier today, Mike, but have to get into what's wrong here for New Orleans. Uh, where does it start for you with the ineptitude going on in NOLA? Well, I, I don't want to be this strong, but I guess I can be this strong. I mean, they, Go for it. inconsistent play, and they just flat out suck. <laughs> they suck. I mean, how do you bet this team? I mean, I know you cashed uh, please, last night. Please, we just, if only we put your face on this graphic for those of you watching us right now. Just please preserve this graphic for right. eternity. I mean, 5-8 and eight ATS, how do you bet this team? I, last, last night, you had three and a half points he could have caught, which made sense because of the matchup and uh, and who they're playing and the fact that Tampa Bay offensively has been struggling. But Mark Ingram catches a pass and runs out of bounds <laughs> instead of making it first down to keep the chains going to eat more time off the clock perhaps in the fourth quarter. He runs out of bounds. He runs out of – think about that for a minute. He's got a helmet and shoulder pads on. Thigh pads and everything, and he runs out of bounds instead of just get the first down. You're running back, not which, a quarterback. Which leads to the play that sparked the whole collapse. Third and one yeah. for New Orleans, the Tampa 44, 534 to go in the game, up mm-hmm. 16 to 3, and New Orleans decides to pass, pass against a bottom 12 run defense in right. Tampa Bay, incomplete to Marquez Callaway. Punt. Mm-hmm. That began the collapse when at, at the point of Mark Ingram, when he caught the ball, went out of bounds, New Orleans had a 98.4% win probability. Right. And then, of course, Mark Ingram has to tweet about it because you got to tweet about it, right? Yeah, when you're a football course. player these days, you got to tweet about the fact that he ran out of bounds. But let's look at his tweet. Throwing the emoji. I'm sick there, about too. this. I know there was emoji, two of them. Oh, got to have a heart emoji. <laughs> I'm sick emoji. about this one. 
How are you sick about it? You chose to run out of bounds. Nobody told you to run out of bounds. Uh, you chose. You made that decision. Um, gosh, a fresh set of downs would have helped. Yeah, absolutely. That could have meant that you guys might be tied for first in the division. I want to apologize to my teammates. Oh, too late for that. Uh, I mean, I, I just don't get it. So the lack of awareness or um, football acumen, uh, it, it falls back on the head coach too. And, and then the inability to just cover up uh, down the stretch or just make plays when you had to, when offensively, when you had the ball back even, uh, you still could have won the football game. But mm -hmm. running out of bounds right there was all you needed to know about the Saints right and now. And that goes back, though, to coaching. Yeah. And I will push back a little bit on you saying the entire team is awful. Okay. Because New Orleans is top 10 yards per play on offense, mm -hmm. top 10 yards per play on defense. Mm -hmm. It's been a defensive unit that ranks in the top 15 in overall efficiency all year. There are a lot of good qualities to New Orleans. But they have a head coach in Dennis Allen who should never have been hired, who should strictly be a defensive coordinator. He's unqualified to be an NFL head coach when you watch his in-game malpractice. To be in a position where you don't even know how to have the proper number of guys in the huddle <laughs> before a, a third and two at the Tampa three. That too. I mean, high school teams wouldn't do that, Mike. Yeah. Have 12 guys in the huddle. How many times has that been called in the NFL this season? Uh, <laughs> not that often. I mean, Especially did we... third and two at the three. Yeah. That, that loss has to go on Dennis Allen for the cosmic mismanaging of a game. And a team in New Orleans that very easily, if Sean Payton was still the head coach, oh, they would be in the playoff chase and probably in the playoff picture. Yeah. Wishful Dennis Allen thinking. has to go after this year. Wishful thinking right there. And they got shut out the week before. And shut out. <laughs> a fireable offense last night for Dennis Allen. Hmm. You have to think he's gone after this year, right? Um, hard to say. Oof, it Mike is hard to say. Pritch taking the high road. <laughs> when we return, Josh Applebaum from Beeson Morning Daily Bets. He has some plays for Week 14. We'll hear about him after this. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on Beeson with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not only today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Big thanks to the whole crew today as we continue our final half hour on the Lombardi line. Our producer, Brian Ortega, pumped to welcome uh, B. Ortega here to the Tuesday, Wednesday editions right. of the show, Mike. Uh, great to have our Absolutely. guy, Brian Ortega. You work with him on the weekends uh, with Pro the Football Pro Blitz. Football Blitz with mm -hmm. Brady Cannon. Uh, so we have Brian in the house, our technical director, Andrew Ingold, and then the uh, the cast of hundreds, maybe thousands, helping us. Uh, led <laughs> led by Mikhail Bala, we have Troy Kinch, Andre Perezo, Rob Moreno, Sergio Sanchez, Liz Foster. I think that's everybody. Again, I said there were hundreds, so there might be a few no, more. You didn't quite get know. to a thousand there. Not, not, not quite a thousand. <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, we welcome in Josh Applebaum, who always has so many insights to give us. Uh, he, ha he has recorded, I can say this with, uh, this is factual. Josh <laughs> Applebaum has recorded hundreds of Market Insights podcast episodes. In addition to the new VEASAN Morning Daily Bets, which has been out uh, since early this fall, been a great way to start your morning for any better. Josh joins us from Boston. Now, what do you think about Mike disparaging your New England Patriots there, uh, Josh, in our last segment? So Ben and Pritch, it's great to be with you. And Pritch was such a nice guy that he is. He's like, oh, sorry, but your Patriots think. I'm like, don't feel sorry for me. I watch him every day. I have to see this terrible show on offense every single week. And as a Patriots fan, it's just mind-boggling, guys. If you look at kind of what they did going into this year, it's kind of funny. If you take a step back to training camp, you had a lot of reporters and a lot of people saying the offense doesn't look right. What is Belichick doing putting in defensive guys to do offensive positions and calling offense when you've never called offense before? And we were told, hey, Belichick's a genius. He can do it. It's no big deal. If you coach one side, you can coach the other. Well, I threw this at you guys. Have you ever seen an MLB team who has a pitching coach say, hey, go go be a, go be a hitting coach this year? No big deal. You know baseball. You can do any position. No, it's different. It's a, it's a feel. It's kind of a, a way that you have to approach the game. It also, like, defense is reactionary. Offense, you have to kind of take, uh, take it to the other team. So Belichick, to me, is getting a ton of heat in New England, guys. I think it's deservedly so. I love Belichick. Don't get me wrong. But... Uh, why couldn't you just have a real offensive coordinator? Nick Cayley's a young kid. He could have given the uh, the reins to here. I know he couldn't get Bill O'Brien, but to me, it's like, oh, what a surprise! They they look terrible on offense when you have a, a coordinator who's never done offense before. So I'm not feeling great about my Pats, guys. I think they're like minus 300 to miss the playoffs right now. Mm -hmm. That being said, they are what a one and a half point favorite against Arizona this week. 
That being said, that being said, <laughs> against Cliff Kingsbury, former backup quarterback right. for Bill Belichick in New England, the only guy I can think of, Mike, who should be who would ever have been qualified in Major League Baseball to be a hitting and pitching coach mm-hmm. was a fellow pro athlete in Denver, Mike Hampton. Okay. Remember him? I do. Colorado Rocky. Josh knows what I'm talking about. He had some homers. Yeah, yeah. He was one of the one of the best hitting pitchers. Of this current right. generation, Mike right. Hampton, incredible athlete. Mm-hmm. He would maybe qualify, but not 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 not, not, not people, many. Not others. many others. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, we turn our attention to the Week 14 slate in the NFL. Some big line movements today on a Tuesday. Detroit opens a short underdog against Minnesota. Now laying in some books two and a half against the Vikings. The five and seven lines against the ten and two Minnesota Vikings. They're in Detroit. What do you make of the line move? Yeah, give me Detroit on the money line, guys. I think when you're kind of a data-driven guy like me and you really look at a lot of line movements and how different positions or different kind of lines open and how they kind of move based on the market, oftentimes you'll see like deja vu, like one line looks exactly like the other line. So to me, the Detroit Lions here are in the same position as the Las Vegas Raiders were last week. And Raiders were a team that we talked about last week on our appearance on the show, guys. It was the same sort of thing. The Raiders open at home plus three against the Chargers. They flipped all the way to a two and a half point home favorite. Well, guess what? Lions are in the same exact position. You mentioned it, Ben. Detroit Lions opened up at home getting plus three against the Vikings. They've now flipped all the way to minus two and a half. So do they get to three? I'm not sure about that. I think the books are probably wary of maybe, uh, you know, a lot of ton of a ton of buyback there if you get to Vikings plus three. But this reminds me again, same position that the Raiders were in. Had to sweat it a little bit at the end, but I'm going money line here with the Lions. The other thing I like, guys, is this is a big contrarian play. The public is all over Minnesota. I, they were looking like they're going to be the most trendy dog of the week. You're getting, as of right now, 74% of bets taking Minnesota, and if you go on gambling Twitter, you know what you're going to hear? Wrong team is favored. No, 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 the right team is always favored based on the odds makers' projections. It's just that, you know, sometimes the public kind of feels that way, and there's kind of a trap game sentiment where, oh, the books are trying to put us into a trap. No, it's your public perception that causes the trap. So I get it. You look at the Vikings' better record. You mentioned it, Ben. They're 10-2. and two. Uh, you look at the Lions, they're five and seven. Why is a ten and two team a dog against a five and seven team? That makes no sense. So to me, this is a game where public is all over based on the stats. Three out of four bets on Minnesota, but this line keeps going to Detroit. I money line Detroit at minus one thirty-five. Dan Campbell, guys, he's won four of his last five games, starting to maybe get some belief in that locker room. And Campbell now, overall, not the greatest win-loss record, but he's nineteen and ten against the spread as coach of the Lions. That's sixty-six percent cover right there so to me detroit looks just like the raiders on sunday give me detroit dog to fave on the money line all right let's get to tampa bay and san francisco because a lot of intrigue in this game (laughs) Uh, as san francisco's a three and a half point favorite josh low total though 37 now the market insights podcast all over that Uh, but i'm all over your everything uh to sports betting guide everything uh, to sports betting guide your book um because you talk about this in which you have a low total like this, right? Uh, and a game in which this favorite two, three and a half. Now, the quarterback situation, I don't know if you factored that into this game at all. I, I think both defenses kind of neutralize what offense we might see in this game. I'm with you there, Pritch. And uh, thanks for plugging the book, my of man. I owe, you, I owe you a little commission there. Appreciate <laughs> it. But uh, no, I'm with you. And you hit on something really important, correlative betting. So take a, take a step back to last night where you had a good reverse line move. Obviously, on the Saints, Brady comes back and wins it, but the Saints cover the number. Why is that important? Because, again, deja vu, similar sort of line here. It looks to me like Tampa Bay is now kind of in that spot that the Saints were in last night where San Francisco here is kind of in that uh, that uh, that buck spot from last night. So I know it's kind of wonky, but kind of work with me here. You open San Fran laying 6.5 at a lot of books. Now you're down to 3.5. We saw that same move last night where it went to the Bucks laying 6.5 down to 3.5. But to your point, Pritch, I think a lot of new betters, they just look at hey, what's the spread? What's the money line? Who's going to win or who's going to cover? But they don't really factor in how the total could affect the outcome of the game or impact the game and how it's played. So to me, something that I learned a long time ago is really when you want a dog, when you want to bet on a dog, you want a low total because the fewer amount of expected points scored, it's going to be harder for the favorite to cover. Now, if you're on a favorite, you want a high total. So basically that means more points expected to be scored. It's going to be theoretically a little easier for the favorite to cover. So a low total to me is like anything below 45, close to 40. A high total is close to 50 or more. But you're totally right, Pritch. Like we had a a move toward the dog last night with the Saints and a move toward that under. The under and the dog came through. 
This one here, same sort of thing. This total opened 41 and a half. You're down to 37, so the total is falling. And again, the line is moving toward Tampa Bay. So we'll see where this thing goes next. I'm wondering if we get down to three. I'm looking at Tampa Bay plus three and a half here, guys. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you have the matchup of Brady versus Purdy. You're going to go Brady, basically, but uh, Purdy doesn't probably have to do too much here. You're not going to ask a ton of him with his great mm -hmm. offensive skill players and his great defense here. But a couple reasons like the Bucks, dogs who failed to cover the previous week. Uh, they're 43 and 33 ATS, 57% this year. Sweet spot dogs. That's really been the angle. If you're getting three and a half or more, you saw it cash last night. Those dogs are 69 and 45 ATS, 61%. You also have kind of a bad ATS, good ATS, where the uh, the Bucks this year, three, eight, and one against the spread. They haven't covered a lot of numbers. You look at San Francisco, they're seven and five ATS. So people who have bet San Fran have made money. They're going to continue to ride them. People who have bet Brady haven't really covered. They're going to think about betting against them. But you hit the nail on the head, Pritch. Correlative betting, move toward the dog, move toward the under. I'm looking at Brady plus three and a half here. Right. Again, Josh Applebaum joining us right now on the Lombardi line. Give him a follow at Josh underscore insights, host of our VEASAN Morning Daily Bets and Market Insights podcast. Josh, we would be remiss if we did not mention the one college football game on the card this week <laughs> for you to handicap. It's Army, Navy, exciting game as always as we celebrate our great country and two service academy teams going at it. Circa opener was 33.5 on the total, down to 32.5 most shops, and Navy is a slight favorite. Josh, what do you like in this game? So let's start off real quick, because uh, again, I'm on the under, spoiler alert. I'll give you the reason why, but I <laughs> uh, also want to mention <laughs> there is a line move toward Navy, guys. This one uh, jumped out to me, too, because this actually opened Army like laying one and a half. It's flipped to Navy minus one and a half. So that's a pretty good dog to fave line move here toward Navy. I'd be maybe leaning on Navy on the money line here. But the total is the most fascinating thing to me, because uh, one of the early systems that I learned when I was kind of you know learning about um, you know data-driven betting and betting systems and stuff like that was military academy under. So the whole thought process here is they don't throw the ball very much. They run it a ton. You chew up the clock. Why is that important? Because the clock's running most of the game and it really benefits the under. But you get to like the military academy under on steroids when it comes to Navy Army that one time per year where you know we can all just tune in and kind of just enjoy the game. But if you're a better, you want to make some money here. So I see this happen every single year, guys. It's 16 and 0 to the under the last 16 years. And every time I, I take the under, I always go on gambling Twitter and I hear it's too low. It's got to go over. This is the year it's got to go over. And every year it goes under. So if it goes over this year, I'll tip my cap. You can say it's due. But I think if you bet on the premise of it's due, that you're really not going to make much money long term. But just look at what the market has done. You mentioned it, Ben. Total open 33 and a half. I saw 34 out there. It got down to 33 yesterday. I took under 33. Woke up today. I'm seeing 32 and a half. So the line is continuing to go under despite the fact that uh, I think the public is just saying, hey, it's got to go over. It's due. It's due. And be careful, guys. When you guys after the show go to the, the go to the roulette table at Circa, if it lands on red five times in a row, don't bet your life that it's going to be black the next time. It could be red again. Give me the under 30. <laughs> Thanks for, right. Thank you for the roulette tip. We were definitely going to apply that at uh, 11 a.m. on That's a right. Tuesday. That's right. <laughs> You're downtown. Uh, Josh, as always, great to see you. We'll see if the 16-game under streak continues in Army-Navy. Uh, when we return to the Lombardi line, time for us to preview Thursday night football Raiders-Rams. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Our pro tip for our number two as we get ready to wrap up the Lombardi line. One of 20 that we have for you each and every day throughout the network. You can see all of them arranged by show and sports for our pro subscribers at vcin.com. Looking to fade teams and opportunities to fade teams who have clear and obvious disconnects between coordinators slash play callers and personnel on the field. Something that uh, Mike might sound a little daunting on the surface to identify, but you, with, with your help, having played in the league and mm-hmm. knowing the ins and outs, there are ways to identify those, and it, it's maybe simpler than some betters might think. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think at the very beginning of the year, you could have identified the Broncos with Hackett and Russell Wilson, uh, and that would have saved you a lot of heartache, right, uh, along the 11 way. 11-1 and one to the under now, by <laughs> yeah. the way, the Broncos. Or, yeah. or it could have helped you, uh, go, you know, in terms of <laughs> yeah. a, a total situation. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. But, uh, you know, new coaches – New play callers, new quarterbacks, those are rare situations in the National Football League. I mean, you like to, you, you love the continuity aspect if you can get it. Um, and certainly uh, there's a working uh, a, a process you have to go through. The Raiders, a great example at the beginning of the year. Josh McDaniels, we know of him to be a great play caller. But did he know everything about Derek Carr yet? No. You know, did he know Derek Carr at times is a panicky guy? And, you know, you have to work through that. You have to adjust to that. You have to evaluate that. Uh, now, now it looks apart because I think they've adjusted to that. You know, Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams, even though Lafleur is still calling plays, and even though it's the the great Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the disconnect, the age gap between those young players and uh, and Aaron Rodgers was was evident as well. I mean, there's there's so many examples out there that uh, if you were in tune. Uh, with a disconnect aspect uh, could have saved you a lot of heartache and it's, or it's, helped your wallet. Right, and it's a week-to-week thing you still have to assess because mm-hmm. some teams have still had those struggles. New right. England Patriots, right. as we talked about, great example of that, uh, and now sit at 6-6 six and six as a result of those inconsistencies. Some teams, like the Raiders, have, though, uh, shown some signs of figuring it out, Like Three mm-hmm. straight wins, two on the road in overtime, and now find themselves, while not completely out of the playoff picture, still on the outside looking in, but... In a position where if they make a run, there is a very faint possibility that a Raider team might find a way into a seven seed. Uh, if, if you are of the belief that that possibility is out there. Yeah, I mean, they, they made a run, to be honest with you. But it, the possibility is there. The path is there, too. Uh, inside that building, this football team's thinking that they should be seven and five instead of five and seven. Uh, they blew the game against the Cardinals. You can throw in a Jacksonville game, too. I mean, the Colts, my, my goodness. How do you lose that game? That's the big one. That's the big one if the Raiders miss the playoffs. Yeah. game. Two games out right now of the Jets who currently occupy the seventh seed. The Colt game against yeah. a, a coach who should not be in that mm-hmm. position. A play caller who should not be calling plays in Parks Frazier for Indianapolis. That's the game that will likely cost the Raiders if they come up short. Yeah, I mean, they even had a chance to beat the Kansas City Chiefs on the road. They Two receivers ran into each other. It was wide open. It was a touchdown. They, went, they were going to win that game. Um but, you know, lo and behold, they stack wins together, back-to-back overtime wins, and then last week against the Chargers, and now here's confidence, along with execution. And the Raiders are executing. They have a great balanced attack offensively. 
you, you have Josh Jacobs, that's the rushing yards leader. You have Devontae Adams, that's the ultimate playmaker. Uh, he's a great player on, on top of that. And then you have to complement around that that's playing at a higher level too. And Derek Carr is avoiding mistakes. And then when he makes mistakes, the Raiders are overcoming those. And I think defensively, they have two all pros and from a personnel standpoint as a bookends on that defensive line. Max Crosby, second team all pro. We know what Chandler Jones, he's been a first team all pro before. And those guys are playing at a higher level now. Uh, they got pushed up the middle from Tillery. They picked him up uh, because he got waived by the Chargers. Go figure. <laughs> the Chargers waived that guy. Uh, but because of the waiver situation, because the Raiders stunk at the time, they were able to get Tillery mm -hmm. uh, through waivers. And so they added that mix to the defense. Perryman's been outstanding as a linebacker, uh, and they're growing up and getting better on a defensive uh, secondary. So this team is surging. Now, I don't know if they're going to win out and make the playoffs, but as a better, uh, the combined nature of confidence the combined nature of the evaluation and this coaching staff more familiar with the abilities of this player, these mm -hmm. players, it looks pretty good right now. A lot of similarities between the Raiders and Detroit mm -hmm. in the four and one span for Detroit. As we talked about earlier, Lions went from the worst defense in the league to 15th on an overall efficiency basis the last four weeks. Right. Raiders been about 30th on the season, 32nd and a yards per play allowed basis, 32nd against the pass. If you're looking at full season numbers, but last four weeks, up to 17th now on an overall efficiency basis. Clearly, the improvements have been there for a Raider team that has now won three straight and finds themselves, with a pulse at least, mm -hmm. uh, at five and seven. You look at the matchup against the Rams, though, it's a six-point spread the Raiders are having to lay, and it gets back to, can you trust the Raiders, despite the recent surge in performance, can you trust them laying such a big number in a short week road game with an unproven first-year head coach, Josh McDaniels, at the helm? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question, legit, legitimate question, too, because the Raiders won back-to-back -back games on the road, albeit, uh, against two of my former teams, <laughs> the Denver Broncos, who are awful. And then, you know, impressive win up in Seattle, Lumen Field with the, against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, and b both of those games went to overtime. So uh, the Raiders are finding ways to win. They put together a great three quarters after that first quarter against the Chargers at home. Uh, and Will Hill was on the program earlier, mentioned uh, it's going to be a home field advantage for the Raiders in L.A. because of the way that the Rams are playing uh, and, and the Raider fans, Raider Nation is, is turning out everywhere. I mean, they infiltrated Newman Field up in Seattle. I mean, that Raider Nation is turning out. And so that's going to be supportive. I don't know to the tune of six points, though. Like, I, you know, you can get a teaser, right? Right. Uh, Raiders have only won two games by margin this year, by more yeah. than one possession. And mm -hmm. those two games were against the worst team in the NFL, the 1-11-1 Houston Texans. That was a close game in the second half. Pulled away. The Raiders did to win that game by 18. And the miserably bad offensive Denver Broncos, arguably the worst offensive team in the league, beat Denver by nine. Outside of that, though, in this three-game winning streak, overtime win, overtime mm -hmm. win, seven-point coin flip type game against the Chargers where the Raiders were down, as you mentioned, 10-0. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's a short week. Uh, we know it's all walk-through um, uh, you know, situations. Josh Jacobs, he's been running the ball very, very well, but you wonder about the wear and tear. He's got a calf situation. Uh, are they going to platoon him? Are they going to have Amir White and, and you know other players step in? Uh, so there could be a drop-off that way. I, you know, I think Devontae Adams is going to be fine. Uh, is Jalen Ramsey going to follow him? I wonder about that matchup a little bit. So I don't know if it's going to slow them down. I mean, Devontae is just incredible. <laughs> Even with Ramsey out there, I think he takes them deep uh, and, and destroys them, to be honest with you. Uh, but, no, it's a short week situation. I mean, if you are entertaining the Raiders, you like the six, I think. But, I I mean, I, I don't know about playing six. Well, so. a lot will depend on the status of John Wolford, okay. a statement I didn't think I'd ever be making. <laughs> the quarterback for the Rams, who was a significant upgrade by coming in over Bryce Perkins, the uh -huh. third-string quarterback for the Rams. Gave L.A. some life, came out, got an early lead against Seattle, unable to win the game, but covered and were the right side for the entire 60 minutes and a four-point loss to the Seahawks. But for... But you look at the Rams now, Wolford is day-to-day, -day, was mm -hmm. banged up late in the mm -hmm. loss to Seattle at home. A bunch of injuries continue. Ben Skoranek, one of the few remaining healthy wide receivers, is also questionable. Uh, dealing with injury as well, Sean McVay head coach saying he is going to be questionable in day-to-day. -day. So from the Rams' perspective, it's more, 
on a short week after they clearly poured their heart and soul, they poured everything into that Seattle game. You yeah. saw the emotion on display for the right. Rams. With the lack of personnel and so many guys injured, yeah. what's left for the Rams? That, that's where you have to go if you, if you are of the belief that the Rams can keep it within a score. Well, one aspect that's helping the Raiders right now is the youth and the graduation of players because a lot of players from the practice squad are now contributing for the Raiders uh, and, and role situations. And then if you look at the Rams, they don't have that because uh, their roster was depleted of talent. You know, they were all in for a Super Bowl, so they don't have anywhere else to go. I mean, from a talent standpoint or a roster standpoint, the Raiders have the better roster. And certainly the quarterback uh, is playing better for the Raiders too. So a lot favors the Raiders on the short week. I, I'm just weary of, uh, of laying six though. I would be too. Okay. Probably why. I don't think I have bet a single Thursday night football game okay. all year, Mike. Yeah. That's probably going to yeah, continue. Good choice. <laughs> and uh, over five yards of play for the Rams. Right. Against the Seattle defense that has not been very good. But still, improvements from what we had seen under a third string quarterback in Bryce Perkins. Again, the market right now, Raiders minus six Thursday night on the road at SoFi Stadium against the LA Rams. Mike, as always, this has been a blast. Absolutely. Where, where did the time go? Two hours. It flew. They flew by. We're out of here. It is V's and Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw coming your way next right here on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.